0: Welcome to the Charter Central Podcast, a podcast for education leaders brought to you by Central Michigan University, the Center for Charter Schools, a leader in educational excellence. My name is Orlando Castellan, and I'm here with my colleague, Janelle Brzezinski. Uh, Hello, Janelle.
1: Good morning. Nice to be with you, Orlando. And thank you, everybody, for listening today. We have a, a really important topic that um, that Orlando will, will share with us here in a minute. But just a reminder for everybody, if you are a new listener, um, please subscribe so that you don't miss any of our episodes. We're on all of the podcast streaming platforms. Our episodes are also available on our website, which is the charters.org, And you can go back and, and listen to all of our past seasons.
0: Well, and... Speaking of past seasons, uh, really excited about having a conversation today with Dr. Luai Shallaby, who is the founding principal of Central Academy in Ann Arbor. Um, Dr. Shallaby and I have had an opportunity to uh, really get to know each other over the years and really excited to have him come in and talk about establishing a mindset of cultural competency in the classroom. Dr. Chalabi, uh retired after serving 25 years as the principal of Central Academy, and now serves as the principal coach and mentor for Global Education Excellence, uh, which is the management company there at Central Academy. In 2015, Dr. Shalaby was the Uh, Michigan Charter School Administrator of the Year and just really has a belief that celebrating diversity and increasing culture and awareness in the classroom are basic ingredients to educating the whole child. And so we're really excited to hear from his wisdom of 25 years of running a charter school and, and the many years prior to that both uh, educating in the high school and in the um, uh, students in the metro Detroit uh, in college. He's had he's taught in college and in high school and so we're just very fortunate uh, to have somebody with such a global perspective on education uh, to chat with us about cultural competency and so uh, stick around as we have this exciting conversation with Dr. I Shalabi. Welcome to Charter Central, a podcast for education leaders. So here with Dr. Luai uh, who is currently retired uh, after serving 25 years as the principal of Central Academy, and currently is the principal coach and mentor for Global Education Excellence. Welcome, Dr. Shallabi. How are you enjoying retirement?
2: I am enjoying the flexibility and the time, and doing what I really want to do. <laughs>
0: you have an opportunity now to focus on some of, your, uh, some of your additional passion work beyond the work that you did uh, there at Central Academy for 25 years, huh?
2: Yes, and uh, on the top of that is enjoying my three grandchildren and having time to play with them. Well, that's wonderful. Um, and I think we uh, all
0: recognize the need to uh, spend time with family and especially coming out of the holiday weekend But the other thing that we know is important is you wrote an article about establishing a mindset of cultural competency in the classroom. Um, You've spoken to the need for teachers and leaders to establish this mindset of cultural competency. Talk to our listeners a little bit about why you believe this is so
2: important. I think this is extremely important because it's not receiving enough attention from our school uh, uh, districts or systems or uh, even schools of education. They are not uh, putting the the, uh, focus, the needed focus on this issue. Um, uh, Our School, our student population, our demographics are changing. Uh, it's not what it used to be ten or twenty years ago. If we look at the recent statistics, uh, our uh, students of minority uh, background, ethnic background, are almost almost fifty percent. So it's not mainstream. Mainstream is uh, difficult to define at this uh, time and age. Uh, But at the same time, our curriculum, our school system is still designed around uh, white, male, uh, middle class students. And this is not the typical demographics that we are having in our schools. Therefore... Uh, we need to put as much focus as on uh, as we can on this. We cannot afford to send our students out of our school buildings not knowing how to deal with differences, not knowing uh, what other people are, not knowing enough about their own biases. And that's the most important thing because we all have those inherited biases and misconceptions and stereotypes about others simply because we do not know about them We only judge on what we see. So we cannot afford to send our students to the workforce, to colleges, to, to real life after school without knowing how to deal with uh, differences. And we know, I mean, right now we live in a global village. I mean, uh, our students have to interact, whether it's in college or after College work, uh, social life. Our students have to interact with people that they don't know, and usually, when don't when you interact with people without knowing something about them, uh, without meaning to, you might be offended, or you might offend others again simply because you don't know enough about this behavior, and you start labelling this is a weird behavior. I don't understand this behavior, and of course, this will be reinforced by our uh, uh, biases, our misconceptions, our stereotypes, what we watch on uh, Fox 2 News about the rest of the world. And this will create more gaps and divisions uh, in our society as a whole.
0: Now, Dr. Shallaby, you have a unique perspective on this, because in addition to serving as the administrator for 25 years of a school prior to that, you were teaching in Dearborn, both at the uh, university and high school level, you spent some time there. Um, and it seems to me also that perhaps your first language isn't English, uh, so you do have unique perspective, and I know that you've also spent time overseas um, evaluating education. And so um, your perspective in this space is 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 uh, incredibly unique. You've had an opportunity to see what other countries are doing. Um, and so, tell us a little bit about how do some of those other countries approach some of this
2: work as you see that out in the field. Other countries, uh, as other than America, you I mean? Yes. Uh, unfortunately, it's it's almost the same uh, everywhere. Unfortunately, it's not receiving the enough attention that it needs. Maybe here in America, it is uh, 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 more acknowledged by our educators because there is more diversity in, uh, uh, in this country. Um, however, as an immigrant myself, as somebody who came to this country, and I was in my late 20s uh, when I came here, I did not realize how different I am from the rest of the world until I started seeing people differently. I started seeing things that I did not understand, and I knew that people many times did not understand my behavior. So I did not become aware of my own culture until I interacted with other cultures here. I did not know how I was, how differently or or wrongly I was perceived until I interacted with people here. I mean, I always use the example when I was uh, doing my master's in Eastern Michigan University, where we assume that the whole world knows what we know and uh, believes in what we believe in. I remember I did very poorly on one of my assignments uh, when the teacher asked us to uh, design a lesson plan on uh, baseball. And I had no idea what baseball was. (laughs) And... Uh, When I went to discuss with the teacher, even I, I mean, I, she assumed that I knew about it. Uh, I I felt kind of humiliated. Uh, I felt that she kind of said, oh, it's not manly to know about, not to know about baseball, but I did not understand it. So these are these kinds of assumptions about other people. And unfortunately, we don't know them until we interact with others who either don't know us or we don't know them. So that's that's how important it is to create this. Uh, 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 I don't want it to be awareness. I want it to be a competency. I want it to be a commitment to understand others, challenge our own biases, And that would lead not only to accepting differences, but to respecting differences as a way of life. This is who we are. Does not mean if I'm doing something this way, that's different from you, that I'm wrong on your right. This is not the intention of this. The intention is not to change the teacher's perspective about the students or what what she does in terms of, uh, I mean, teaching strategies. Uh, She believes that this is not the right thing, no. The only purpose is just to understand our students. It's part part of differentiation. I mean, when we differentiate, we want to meet the needs of all the students in addition to academically and the students learning style, also their background, their cultural background, their their, their their history is extremely important to understand in order to meet their needs.
1: Um, And we um, have such a wide range of listeners to this podcast. Can you elaborate a little bit on where you just left off of, um, you know, what can a teacher do versus a school leader versus a board member? Like, how can people be supportive in these different roles of ensuring that cultural competency is something that's, um, you know, the mindset of the school that they're serving at?
2: I think the biggest task is going to be the biggest responsibility on the teacher, because unfortunately, our systems are not acknowledging this enough. Uh, even when they go to uh, the schools of education, th- there isn't enough focus uh, on on this issue. So the teacher has to assume number one uh, uh, to, to acknowledge that there are different people, different habits, different cultures, different backgrounds, and to assume full responsibility in the absence of uh, uh, a system in the uh, in, in the school uh, in, in the uh, uh, education environment. And the most important thing for the teacher is to challenge their own biases. That is number one. Before they start anything in that regard, they have to challenge their own biases and not assume that the whole world knows what they know and believes in what they believe in. So the teacher, uh, unfortunately, I mean, uh, what is being happening in our schools right now now is limited to, uh, 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 I call it check the box. Uh, okay, on Martin Luther King Day, uh, let's uh, read the speech and maybe we can have the day off and we acknowledge that uh african-american students at our school on uh, and for if we have a group of middle school students or we give them a chance to uh wear their traditional clothes and come to the school uh we we add uh tacos to our uh lunch menu these things are important i'm not saying that they're not but the teacher has to be very, very cautious that these things might add or contribute to the stereotypes that are already existing about different cultures and backgrounds. And these things, again, we don't want to be just a check box. These things might, in the best case scenario with the most skilled uh, 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 trained teacher, it might create awareness, but that is not enough. We want to go to the next step. We want, instead of just having the, uh, I have a dream speech, for example, on Martin Luther King Day, we want to generate discussions in the classroom. We want to to have uh, projects. We want to have the students who are not African-American to relate to this, to compare to their own experience. And yes, of course, this will create a lot of commotion. This will create some issues for the teachers, but it is those hard conversations that will come out of this—it is, I call it the medicine that we all need—so we can establish that mindset in our schools. If we don't truffle our feathers, uh, and again, I know sometimes the admin would be against the community, the parents. We have to fight all of that. We have—I should not say the word we'll fight. We have to educate everybody about the importance of what we're doing. So yes, the teacher has the biggest responsibility to start those projects, to start those discussions. Again, don't limit it to to just uh, having a book in a corner uh, from this culture or that culture. This is not the issue. This is not the purpose of having uh, uh, multicultural books in in our schools. It should discuss the message of that book. Students from other cultures should relate to, and again, be involved in discussions and, and, and projects in the classroom. Uh, we should, the, the teacher should take that, the, the opportunity from any class and that can be related to any class and especially so, social studies. Uh, let's say it's, I mean, the discussion about Vietnam War. Okay, I mean, a great project would be what is the effect or the impact of Vietnam War on the different countries that are represented in this class? And relate to your own culture, to your own history. so that 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 kind of thing. I mean, i I, I, I wish we could have I, I, I can give you a, a cookie cutter uh, uh, project one, two, three, but the teacher have to relate everything to their students. Number one, they have to know their students. Number one, before everything, they have to acknowledge the diversity that is in their classroom. As much as they can, they need to learn about their students in the classroom. And they can use their students as a very valuable resource because you have it there. You don't have to go and buy curriculum and cost your district extra expenses. You can use the students in your class and their parents as the best resource to educate the rest of the classroom, and of course to share themselves about their own culture.
0: No, I, I appreciate that, and um, as as I hear you kind of uh, sharing, I'm reflecting on our own journey. Uh, when you know early on, you may remember we had you and one of your colleagues come to speak with our office. To learn more about the Arab American culture, and you know uh, what you guys were trying to get accomplished at Gee and with the schools, and so I I think there's there's a lot of value in that, Um, and and yet we recognize even as we look around the country, around our state, that you know we have different diversity in different parts of different communities, Um, and so. You know, I think what I heard you say is that teachers, you know, if if they if there's a one good first place to start, it's right there in their classroom. Really recognizing the differences that each one of them um, are experiencing on a daily basis with their classmates um, and that that is a really good first step for all of them. and, and, and a good first step for teachers to bring cultural awareness into the classroom. I think that's what I heard you say. How can, you know, there are, there are these other challenges that teachers run into, uh, you know, and I think you brought some of them up with the community, with the administrator, with the board members. Uh, how do teachers work past some of those challenges and how can they be really thoughtful when they approach uh, maybe perhaps some of these subjects that, uh, raise
2: concerns with folks around them? I think you believe in it. I mean, the th- number one, I mean, the teacher has to believe in this as a mission, as part of their job. Uh, we committed to this uh, profession to meet the needs of all of our students. And when I say all, I mean, I mean all, every single one of them, it's not like one size fits all. So the teacher needs to believe with the profound impact that this will have on our students. Without it, we are not meeting our students' needs. We are sending them out of this building with their, as I said earlier, with their inherited biases and stereotypes and misconceptions, and we are not preparing them to deal with the real world again. We don't live in isolated communities anymore. We interact with people from all over the globe. So if the teacher needs to believe in that, and again, it is not going to be an easy sale. However, if they involve all parties, if they educate all parties, and I know that this requires a lot of time and effort, and 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 uh, uh, going through the red tape to 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 come with, with these meetings. But if the teacher believes in it. And they convince as many as they can from the school administration and parents, most importantly, parents, I think they will be able to accomplish that task.
1: And kind of going into the impact that you've seen and your your many years of education, as Orlando have mentioned, you know, what what is some of that firsthand impact? Um, how is the, you know, even just the understanding, let alone the competency of, of the world around um the students um, really benefiting them? I know originally um early on in your first answer, you mentioned college and work. And, you know, obviously we're we're just setting that up, up with a foundation to go out and um, and live a successful life, both in higher education and then beyond that in their careers, you know, what's kind of the impact that you've seen of the importance of this work um, and how it will benefit the students and the lives that they'll go on to live?
2: Oh, I mean, uh, we can spend hours talking about this and I'm not talking about, I mean, we we mentioned briefly about the mainstream students and how it is unfair uh, to uh, send them to, to to the real world uh, without being trained, without equipping them with the skills to know that there is there are differences in the world and there is somebody who does things that I might not understand or I might not be understood. And we talked about this briefly, but let me talk in some details, if you allow me, on the minority students, regardless of whatever ethnic background they came from. And uh, this is something that is very dear to my heart. Actually, this is a research that I've done myself in this area. The impact of culture diversity on the identity struggle that our students go through trying to cope with two cultures, trying to cope with the huge gap between their Parents' life, their parents' expectations, their culture, their beliefs, their religion, and everyday life in the school. Students go through this struggle on a daily basis to the extent that they might be misled, but that confused, asking themselves, "Who am I?" on a daily basis, and. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that when we establish uh, this mindset of cultural diversity in the classroom, the environment would change to help them cope with this because some of the students might... As I mean, while they are going through that struggle, they might reject anything that does not go by their own culture or their beliefs, and they would isolate themselves. The other extreme, they might reject anything that is in their own culture, and okay. they immerse themselves in the mainstream, thinking that this is the way to do it. Both parties, I mean, I, I proved in my research, and my research is one of thousands of other researchers on my students, both parties have proven that they don't do well in school, they don't even do well in life, even health. Many of them might leave. I mean, if they were, came from different countries, might leave the country. The ones who are from, let's say, I mean, African American or Hispanic, I mean, they would, they would, they would just want to, as I said, uh, 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 be on, in their own community. What I'm hoping that we create a group in the middle when everybody. In, the, in my class, understands me. When I am able to convey my message, to relate my culture, to exp, to explain to people who am I, people understand me. Not only the one who is putting that cover on her head without knowing the reason for that, without not when a lady, when a Muslim lady comes and wants to shake hands with a man, and and uh, or the man wants to shake hands with her, and she would. Uh, Avoid that. I mean, she. when these things are known, when these things are discussed, when we create those aha moments, this has a huge, a profound impact on the students' self-esteem. And that will contribute to their success, not only being accepted and accepting others, learning about themselves, proud of them, confident with themselves, living at peace with their own identity. It happens that my name is Muhammad or Fatima, or it happens that I have that headscarf on my head. However, I can be like everybody else because now people understand me and I understand them. This group has proven to be the most successful students and the focus group of 87 moms that I had in that study also proven to be successful more than the other two groups so the impact is profound on both mainstream students and minority students and again we we can we, we can expand this and we, we can talk about this more but it's i mean it is it is not fair to have those walls within our classroom them and us oh the uh, again, connecting what I see, what the, what the observe, with the with the stereotype or the bias that I already have in my mind, and this will create more divisions. And associate I mean, I wish that our governments think this way. <laughs> but but I mean, talking about the students, the impact is profound, and it is only good to establish that mindset in the classroom so they have good self-esteem, confidence in themselves feel free to be part of this beautiful diversity that we have in this country. So
0: it sounds like, um, you know, when this is implemented effectively, everybody wins. Uh, the students, uh, the mainstream students win. The, I'm sure there's value for the teacher um, in, in feeling that they've included everybody and the, stu- the minority students also then uh, m- based on, it seems based on your research also do better in the classroom, therefore kind of raising that, that idea of you know the rising tide lifts all boats. But I wonder if I'm a teacher listening to this podcast What type of tools might be available if I'm interested in moving down this path, uh, moving in this direction? Is there a uh, type of technology, um, you know, in in today's age that might help a teacher? uh, Are there websites? Are there resources? What resources are you aware of that might help a teacher that's interested in moving down this path?
2: Okay, Uh, again, I mean, I I want to uh, repeat that resource number one is your student population and your community. However, I mean, at this time and age, I mean, if you just... key in uh, responsive teaching or uh, cultural awareness or cultural competency, you will find thousands of articles that are written about this and projects that are written about this. So I think there is enough out there. Uh, it, it It is good to involve the students in those projects in the classroom, but we need to be careful because technology can work both ways. As we know, it's like the media. I mean, we we, we know that sometimes uh, uh, this information that we see in the media or in the uh, website is uh, influenced by uh, stereotypes and misconceptions and maybe far from the truth. So the teacher has to be on top of that. But there is enough uh, out there, uh, uh, and it's much easier than 15 or 20 years ago go, where where you have to go to the library and uh, maybe uh, find somebody who knows that country and not accurate information. Right now, there is a lot. I'm very, very happy to see. I mean, every time I go there, you'll find hundreds of articles or projects that have been done in this regard.
1: Well, we appreciate we know you you've penned a lot of those resources as well so we appreciate having you here to share those insights firsthand um, from your many years in the school building and in different educational settings um, to now be able to share those insights and um and help the next generation of teachers it's um so so very much appreciated um, we know this is an important topic that that many teachers will will want to take these insights and in and implement them into their classroom so we just wanted to say thank Thank you for your time we truly appreciate it um we hope this was all, all helpful information to everybody listening and um thank you so much for everything you do for everything you've done over your decades and in, in education we we truly appreciate your insights
2: thank you so much thank you for having me i really appreciate it and i really appreciate that you are giving this topic uh, some attention because it needs it from everybody so i really appreciate that thank you so much